Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. So, uh, so we're, we're talking about vision for the church, right? And vision doesn't depend on temperature, right? What, what we do is going to happen no matter whether it's hot or cold. And so uh, the, the goal for us as location pastors this week was to take what Pastor Dave said in the vision and kind of bring it home to what are we going to do here? So one thing I have learned over the years is things start to happen because they get repeated. And so people get to know what you're talking about. So I'm going to repeat. I didn't realize I'd be repeating as much of Pastor Dave as I heard in the video this morning, but we're going to get it, right? We're all going to leave here understanding what the vision is of the church for the year and how we can be involved in it. Because it's not going to happen without us, right? I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. We're all in it together. And there is a foundational thing, though, that, so we're talking about theology, uh, it's a scary word to some people. So I'm going to review what Pastor Dave said. Uh, do you want to pop up the, the Bible verse, please, Josh? So he, he talked about Luke 2. Luke 2, chapter, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Okay, I'm looking at the screen there. It's not there, is it behind me? All right, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. So... Uh, that's our goal for this year, is growing in wisdom, stature, and favor, right? So, um, Pastor Dave's called 2024 the year of spiritual transformation. So it's a year for us to be equipped and become, grow in our faith. And I, I think we want that every year, but there's strategic ways we're going to do it this year. But a lot of it hinges on what you actually think about the Bible. Right? Because if you don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God, then when we're studying the Bible to find out about God, then why would you believe it? Right? So that, that to me is a very strong foundational part. Uh, just had a quick little recap of a verse that I've come to love once my version reloads. So my foundation for going to the Word of God to learn about God is based on 2 Timothy chapter 3.16, and it says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right, and God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So that, to me, is a foundational thing for what we're going to accomplish this year. It starts right with what you believe about the Bible. And when, when we were living up north, uh, our one friend was the local pastor of another denominational church. And he came to us one day and he said, you know what? I finally came to believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God. Uh, and yeah, I said, like, okay, you have a master's degree of divinity. You're pastoring a church. And now you figured it out. Like, I was just so amazed by that, that somebody could go through all that education and be leading a church and all of a sudden have this realization that, I, I, yeah, I, I believe it now that the Bible is the inspired word of God. Well, 
what a remarkable change it may have made in his life if he'd have believed that before he went and got his master's in divinity and started leading a church, right? What a difference it would have made. So that to me is a foundational scripture where when I, when I look at God, I want to look at it through the inspiration, the God-breathed inspiration of scripture. And I do believe that the Bible is the inerrant inspired word of God. And it's, it's in its original languages, it's, it's truth. I think that in all the different translations that have been done throughout the years, some of the wording has changed a little bit, but the fundamental truths that were expressed in the original writings are still there today. All right, so uh, if it was wrong in the original language, chances are the way it was rewritten, it's still wrong. All right, and it's still right. So let's talk about wisdom first. So uh, wisdom, so we want to develop a strong biblical theological foundation, which is working out our beliefs together. What do we believe about God? What do you believe about God? What does the Bible teach about God? And is what you believe the same as what the Bible teaches? Because some people, their belief in God is, is solid, solidly wrong. They, they've taken their belief in God from something else other than the Scripture. right? And if you're taking it apart from Scripture, then I feel very confident in saying that your belief is wrong. Right? I, people may think I'm very narrow-minded. Uh, Ethan? <laughs> it's my son. He might think I'm narrow-minded. Uh, but I, you know, uh, one thing, I, I grew up in a narrow-minded family. Uh, but we were always taught that, like, you have your opinion and you be firm in your opinion, but you remain teachable. Right? So at least allow someone to step in and correct you. Like, be firm in what you know at the time, but realize that, hey, you know what? you may not know everything, right? And so let's approach this. I, I may not know everything about the Bible, and I'm comfortable with that, but I want to learn, right? I want to be different in my knowledge of the Scripture at the end of this year, more confident than I was at the beginning of this year. And so uh, the way we're going to do that, we have the Sunday series that Pastor Dave alluded to. So the Sunday series, we're going to do four weeks on a topic. So uh, the first Sunday, Pastor Dave's going to come in on the Almost Live and he's going to give us the big idea. And then the next few Sundays, uh, we're going to dive deeper into the topic with speakers um, like myself, Pastor Jasmine, Pastor Dave's going to come up. We might see Pastor Josiah come up. Uh, there's actually a preaching team within the C3 um, locations of 12 people. And so I'm not saying we're going to see all 12 of them, but it's just amazing to me how many people that we have that are, are learning to preach. So weeks two to four, we're going to dive deeper. Um, here's my little handout. I can take my glasses off so I can read this. That's odd. Does that mean scene? Uh, so the first series we're going to do is called God Unveiled. And so uh, next week, Pastor Dave's going to do the big idea. Uh, we're talking about to be able to understand and articulate God's nature and his current role in the world. Wow. And we're going to do that in four weeks. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, the Trinity, God being the creator, God being relational, and God the giver. So those will be our, our four topics that we cover within the next four weeks. So then the Wednesday nights, okay, glasses back on so I can read the paper now. Uh, the Wednesday night, midweek, so midweek, we're going to start on January the 26th at 6.30 p.m. here at the church. The midweek, sir... And it's not going to be a service, it's going to be a study. 
And so what we're developing, so uh, we met online last week, so the three of us who are preaching on the topic that I'm preaching on, uh, we met and we came up with a list of questions. 23. What did I say? 26. Oh. 25. 25. Thank you. Whatever the Thursday is, I don't know. And then Thursday the 25th. Okay. Here at the church, questions based on the message. So you're going to hear a message preached on Sunday. On the Thursday you're going to come and there's going to be questions around that topic and answers. But it's going to be, it's going to be really, I'm, if, if I'm not excited about anything else, and if you know me, my personality, I'm pretty flatlined. Like, I don't get super excited. I don't get really depressed. I'm just kind of like, they call it in the, I'm phlegmatic, right? No big highs, no big lows. But there's two things this year I'm super excited about. I love midweek stuff. I love midweek. I, I have missed being part of the midweek thing for, for a long time. And I'm excited to be doing a midweek thing. And I would come to it even if I wasn't responsible for it. <laughs> Because I just love them that much. Because you get to know people more in that kind of a setting. It's, it goes more than just talking about the service on the Sunday. It's, it's getting to know each other. And, and part of doing life together is getting to know each other. And although we may have coffee on a Sunday morning and chit-chat, chit-chat at the end of the service, it's not like sitting down with a group of people for an hour and a half and, and talking. And I find that these questions, they really become just a springboard to other things that are happening. And it gives us a chance to, to, to get to know one another. And it, the Bible talks about bearing one another's burdens. And it gives us a chance to share with each other and bear one another's burdens and pray with each other and, and get to know each other better. Because that's how you become the church, right? I think it's so important. And the second thing I'm really excited about is the podcast, the Ask a Theologian. Now, <laughs> seriously, I, I know I'm a nerd. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm comfortable with that. Uh, but... So Pastor Dave did his first theologian interview this week, and now he has to kind of bring it down into a podcast. But, uh, and people are like, oh, theology, it sounds so daunting. And, and it's not. It really isn't. Theology is the study of religious belief and the nature of God. Right? No big deal. <laughs> so here, here's a good definition I found online, so it can't be wrong. Uh, unless it's Wikipedia, which it wasn't. So theology is, essential. theology is essential to have a likeness of mind and belief with fellow Christians. It provides answers to questions about the meaning of life, such as, who am I? What am I doing here? How should I live? And where am I going? Theology is like a map that guides minds to a coherent, practical understanding of God and his revelation in the Bible. Right? Well, I'd like to, I'd like to have that. Right? And I think it's important that uh, if you're going to be part of a church, you'd be like-minded. But to be like-minded, you have to know what, what the Bible says about certain things. Uh, people don't generally know a lot about the Bible. And you know, I'm, I'm really excited that the kids' ministry is going to be talking about the same things that we're talking about. I might, my hat off to Karen and the the team, you know, Kelowna and Vernon, who are, they're sitting down and they're designing curriculum based around the theology of God. Amazing. So you'll be able to talk, if you have kids in kids' church, you'll be able to talk to them about the things that you're hearing on Sunday because they're hearing the same thing, which I'm really excited about. Um, 
you know, we, we don't know a lot about the Bible sometimes. I got to tell, I got to tell Karen's little story that she shared. Um, so she was asking the kids if they knew the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And one little guy put up his hands and said, yeah, the Old Testament is the one with the ripped pages. You know. Uh, <laughs> 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 I didn't want to, no names, no names. Uh, when I, when I led a little, you know, the uh, beavers are the beginning group of scouts. So beavers, cubs, scouts. Uh, when I was in Dawson and this little guy, we were talking about Easter and he's like, oh yeah, I know about Easter. It's when Jesus died and went into the grave and three days later he rose from the dead. He's like, no, no, it's not a zombie thing, right? But that was his understanding, right? He kind of, he was, he was two thirds right, right? So his theology was just a little mixed up. So I'm really looking forward to the kids having that time. So that's, I'm looking forward to that. And if you happen to live here in Revelstoke and you're listening to the podcast, uh, if you've been tuning into the, the services online, then the midweek we meeting is an ideal time to come and meet with us in person. So if you're listening online right now, please come in. Come and meet with us on Thursday, the 25th of January at 630 Right? We can't do life together if we don't know who we are. Right? So let's get together and learn more about who we are. Uh, in college, we did a Bible survey course. So you did a quiz at the beginning of Bible college. 120 questions and did a survey of the whole Bible. Did you fail, Blair? Absolutely. Me too. I failed. I didn't. She, I yes. <laughs> Right, But the idea was at the beginning of your college career, you did this Bible survey course, or Bible survey exam, and then at the end of your four years, Blair, you wouldn't remember that. Uh, the end of your college time, you redid the test to see how much better you did. I passed the second time. Uh, but it's, it's really important that we learn the Bible. Um, so we're going to do that together. So we're going to also grow. So growing in wisdom, growing in stature. So we all need to be confident in what we believe in order to share our faith with others. We need to mature in our faith so we can help others mature. Right? I, people need to be confident in what they believe. Because if you're talking to somebody about the things of God and they ask you questions, it feels very awkward to say, I don't know. But I want to encourage you, though, if you are talking to somebody and you get stumped, it's okay to say, I don't know, right? You don't, please, don't make something up, <laughs> right? Don't make something up. Um, yeah, Jesus didn't come out as a zombie, no matter what your kids tell you, right? Um, you, in our faith, we can't remain a child forever, right? Like Jasmine was saying this morning you know, about, you know, dipping your feet in, and you got you to become a diver at some point. If, uh, if I stood on the corner of the, if I went swimming and I stood on the corner and I held my nose and I jumped in, right? People are going to look at me like, you have got to be kidding, right? It's okay when you're five or four. It's not okay when you're 62, apparently, right? <laughs> now, what's that? Well, no, just even jumping into the deep water, right? So, but... You do not want to see me on a diving board. Right? We were watching some guys at the pool the other day. They were a couple of the guys. The one guy, he kept trying to do the same move, and I don't know how he could move his neck by the end of it. 
Um, but although I can critique him and say, oh, that wasn't really a great dive, you don't want to see me on that diving board because I'd be the guy that's shuffling out like this, gets to the end and kind of bounces up and down because I haven't been exposed to it, right? I haven't, I haven't had the training. I haven't had the experience. But if, if I'd have pushed myself maybe when I was younger, because I, I remember going off the diving board when I was younger. The first time I jumped off a three-meter board, I actually got to the end. I walked back and climbed back down the ladder. And I had to go swim laps before the lifeguard let me, let me back on the ladder <laughs> to prove that I could actually sw swim. Which, you know, doing the laps was hard because it's not something that I'm used to. So we need to expose ourselves to the scripture and expose ourselves to one another to mature in our faith so that we can be the diver and not the shuffler, right? So that we can mature in our faith and mature together. It's, it's way more interesting when you're maturing with a group, right? Uh, as a pastor, so I'm not going to stand up here and say our goal this year is we want to see 15 more people in the church by the end of December. Uh, because in ways, that's, it's limiting. Uh, I was a safety manager in the mill for years. And, you know, you're supposed to set goals every year. And, you know, I, I said to my boss one time, I'm, I'm not going to say I want to reduce injuries by 30% next year. Because in saying that, I'm saying that 70% of them were acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> right? So if we say we want to just see the church grow by 10 people, I don't, I don't want to... I, I want the whole community, right? Like, I, I just... I don't want to seem like I'm limiting by saying 10. But there's an indicator that shows that people are growing in their faith, and it's, it's called baptism. Now, you know, I, I look around the room here, and although I've known some people a long time, others I haven't known for hardly at all, I, could, I, don't, know, I don't know everybody's story. I don't know where people are in their, in their faith necessarily or their beliefs. I don't know if you've been baptized. But if you've made a confession of Christ, and you believe in your heart that Christ raised from the dead, and he's, you've asked him into your life, and you, your sins have been forgiven, then the next step is baptism. And so if you haven't been baptized, I'm looking around at everybody, because I honestly, I can look honestly, because I don't know. Right? If you haven't been baptized, this year I encourage you to step out, and be. that's a public profession of your faith, is to be baptized. And so I don't think that it's, um, even within this group here, I do not think that it's a, a stretch to think that we could expect three baptisms from this group of people this year. Because I honestly don't know who's all been baptized. So that to me is a goal in my head this year. I'd like to see three people from this group who are not baptized be baptized. Uh, Pastor Dave has said that we want to make it a, really, a real church-wide celebration and he wants to do them the baptisms at the April and October get-togethers. Now. I've already had people asking me, and I can see it in your eyes, where are these happening? I don't know. All right, uh, We have nothing booked. We don't have a facility among the three churches that can hold us all anymore. So we're, we have to find a facility that will host these things who can accommodate that. Uh, if by chance you are not able to go to any of those, either of those, and you want to be baptized, I will be, it will be my pleasure to make it happen here. Uh, we have a lovely water trough that we set up here and, <laughs> and yes and we do heat it um, it's probably you know not necessarily as warm as the church is uh, but we will we will make it happen 
And I just encourage you to, to look into that. It's, baptism is a public profession of faith. And so uh, please consider it. Talk to me about it if you're interested. And we're gonna, we want to grow in favor with man. You know, the, the church isn't always looked on favorably. Uh, in some places, you know, I've heard, that, well, what does the church think about that? And I think nobody cares what the church thinks about it. Right? Uh, we're listening to, a, I was listening to a podcast from the UK, and it was, uh, she said, you know, the, the churches were closed during COVID because they weren't seen as essential. And so if we want to learn anything out of COVID as the church, is how can we become essential to our communities so that when stuff happens, we would remain open? How do we, how do we become that, that we could grow in stature with man so that as a church, we are seen as essential? Uh, and, you know, and sometimes the church has become known for what it disagrees with. It always has to stand against something. And Pastor Dave has always been very interested in talking about what is the church for? What do we stand with the city on in a, in a positive way? Why does the church always have to come across as the negative one? Uh, there are times, I think, when the church has to stand up in a negative way, but why can't we be involved in the community in a positive way, right? And so uh, we talked as a leadership group here this last week. We're trying to come up with something that we can do in the community. And I, I think we have a really good idea, but it's just kind of bubbling now, and I don't really feel like I can announce it because it, we, it hasn't been fleshed out. Uh, so I, I don't want to say something prematurely and then something happen with it. So um, we're looking into, into being able to do something that I will tell more about when I can. <laughs> so that's called, uh, uh, yeah, there's a, there's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's almost at it, but I, I, like I said, I just don't want to jump in. So, uh, you know, many of you have never possibly thought of the question, or you've thought about it, haven't vocalized it. And the thing I think when I look at this, this church and what we are looking at this year, it's like, what, what kind of church do you want to be a part of? What do you want a church that you're to look like, that you're a part of? And I want to encourage you that it's not... Um, it's not a church I attend. What does the church I attend look like? But what does the church that I'm a part of look like? You know, uh, as it's Christmas, so you can't go through Christmas without watching Home Alone, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, and you know, little Kevin McAllister, like this is my house, right? He's protecting his house, and I and I think that when I think of this church, this is this is my house, this is my church, right? This I. We've talked over the years about what's the difference between an owner and a tenant. And uh, my father-in-law was a landlord for a lot of years. And so he, he had a fourplex and a duplex. And he has seen what happens when someone is a tenant. And bas basically, it, the, the, the tenant typically does not care for a property the, the way an owner does. Uh, and that was very, came very front and center to him in his rentals where people didn't care for it the way people that own their own homes do. Now, it's an overgeneralization, I know, but um, he just found that to be true. So I want this to be my house like I own it, my church like I'm an owner, right? So if I'm walking into church on a Sunday morning 
and there's trash on the sidewalk, I'm going to pick it up, right? Some, something as practical as that. Um, you know, I, I actually saw um, David the other day. He was out sweeping the sidewalk in front of the church. I thought, yeah, awesome. That, to me, really spoke volumes, that that's taking ownership of something, right? Um, so what does my house look like? And there's, there's three things that, and I, I think they come up and very well expressed in the vision statement. Josh, if you want to put the vision statement up. What's that? <laughs> That's why I had to print it out myself. Um, so, I want, I want the church that I'm a part of to be a church of sound doctrine, right? Good Bible teaching, right? I don't want to have some fly-by-night, loosey-goosey theology preached in the church that I'm a part of, right? Uh, so, in here it says, part of that vision statement... We will courageously wrestle with the scripture without settling for simple cliches because we want to live biblically in our complicated world, but we, okay, but we won't do life alone as the next part. So we will, give, we will courageously wrestle with the scripture without settling for cliches because we want to live biblically in our complicated world. That's a church that I can be a part of, right? No compromise on what we think about the Bible. Next, I want to be part of a gospel-centered community. Oh, there's another good Bible theology word, the gospel. The gospel is the good news. The good news of Christ and the salvation of man, the coming, the forgiveness of sins and new life in Christ. That's, that's a church I want to be part of. And listen to this. I'm going to just step to the side so you can read the small print and I'm not in the way. We will be a spirit-filled community of tenacious followers of Jesus gathering in our multiple locations throughout the Thompson Okanagan we, we will love being together because our gatherings will be fun, marked by the presence of God, ener and energetic worship. Uh, go down, it says, we, don't, we, will, we won't do life alone. We'll serve as teams and study as groups. Everyone will know someone. We will be as diverse as heaven, and every unique God-given gift will be valued. So, I really believe that midweek gatherings are key to a church. Uh, we're getting back to them. Uh, some of the fondest times I remember years ago, I think Jackie had first started coming to the church and we were meeting at Wade and Kelly's at uh, the time. And I mean, this was years ago, our kids were small. And I so fondly remember those, those times and that group being together. And they've kind of come on and off over the years. So we're, we're wanting to get back to them because we understand how important they are. And that's a church I want to be a part of, is a church that has small groups. But I also want to, this, um, we will serve as teams, I think is such an important part of being part of a church. If you want it to be your church, then serve the church, right? Get on a team. We, we have hospitality with, you know, making coffee and saying good morning to people in the morning. We have production. We have the worship team. Uh, <laughs> if, if someone, yes. Someone hears you singing, chances are somebody's going to talk to you about worship team. Or, you know, oh, hi, do you play an instrument? Uh, <laughs> so, and the, yeah, I was getting there. And the kids team, you know, they are, they're super important. And they are a really great way to plug in and be part of the church. 
So if you aren't part of a team, next week we have our meet and greet time where you will hear more about what our teams are and what they do, which happens after the service. But I think serving on a team is really helpful um, because even in a team, it helps you to get to know people. And I, I love that little bit in here where it says, everyone will know someone. If you come and are part of the church, we want to get to know you, right? We don't want to just say, you know, hi on a Sunday morning. And sometimes it's difficult. Uh, I had a person when we were in our, our church in Dawson City, she came to me and she said, you know, I'm, uh, I've decided to leave the church because it's, it's super unfriendly. And I mean, I was, I was a young pastor and someone's telling me they're leaving the church. I was like, oh no. And then I, I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> You're the last person that comes here on a Sunday morning, and you're the first out the door. Yeah. Nobody even gets a chance to get to know you because you're, you're, you're in and gone, yeah. right? So stick around and have a bit of coffee. Get to know people a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not super good in a crowd of people I don't know, but I know that if, you know, I'll go up and introduce myself to someone because some other people will feel the same way I feel. And I'll put myself out there for the moment knowing that it's important. It doesn't mean that I'm not nervous, uh, but I can at least say hello to someone and start finding out a bit about them, right? So, and you can too. If it's not part of your personality, you can still do it, right? You can still do it. Uh, so don't, please don't leave thinking that nobody has time for you because we all do, right? Uh, and then thirdly, a heart for outreach. We will demonstrate our generosity in giving and practically but understatingly serve our local communities with contagious love. It's important that we serve our community. And like I said, it's important that the church get known for what it supports, not just for what we're against. Because we are, as Christian people, we are against some things. We are. But can't we be for some things? Can't we be evident in our for? As, the, as people of God and support things. Uh, I didn't realize that, and Jasmine went and talked to somebody about what uh, volunteer things are available within the community. And so there's a couple of things that like, we're not gonna jump in as a church, but I didn't realize that just practical things, like they need drivers for Meals on Wheels. Um, they need people who can drive people to medical appointments. Now, am I thinking like we can all do that? No, I'm, I'm not thinking that we can do that. You know, if uh, you're working a nine-to-five job and you, you come home and you have kids and all that, like, are you going to drive for Meals on Wheels? Probably not. So I think it's, it's, it's important that as a church we have realistic expectations of the people that are within the congregation, right? So we want to develop something, and this thing that I'm really excited about telling you about when I can, uh, anybody can do it, right? Which is, I think, a fantastic thing. So that's... That's my church. That's my house. That's our house. And you can be a part of that. right? But it takes you also stepping off the edge to be part of it. And for, for some people, that's more of a challenge than others. But at some point, the, the people who have been here a while, we've, we've, had, we've done it. Right? We've taken the step, and we've decided to be owners and not tenants. Uh, you get more of a chance to do that in a really big church. Uh, you can kind of slide in and slide out. And, but that's, that's not the community that God has in mind.
Right. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca. Thank mm-hmm. you.